As we continue uh, through our study of the Ten Commandments, we return to Exodus chapter 20 uh, to listen to verse 12. Um, let us listen to this God's word for us this morning together. Honor your father and your mother so that your life will be long on the fertile land that the Lord your God is giving you. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. So today we turn from the commandments that focus on the relationship between us and God to the ones focused on our relationships with one another. We are moving from the first four commandments that are focused on how we love our God to the last six that are centered on how we love our neighbor. It is telling that this commandment the commandment to honor your father and mother is at the top of the love your neighbor list. Our relationships with our parents shape us in significant ways. They are arguably the most formative relationships we have, especially early in life. And because of their significance, they play a central role in our stories our whole lives long. In his book, Words of Life, Adam Hamilton reminds us that the Hebrew word for honor that is the verb at the heart of this command is the word kavod, which at its root means heavy or weighty, and in its verb form means to treat as weighty. To honor someone is to live in relationship with them in such a way that the weight or significance they hold in your life is clear. We live out this particular command our whole lives long. Because even when our parents are no longer with us, who they were and the character of our relationship still shapes us. And how we remember them and deal with their influence in our lives still reveals whether or not we treat them as weighty, whether or not we honor them as we continue to live this life. It is because we are so very human and that these relationships are so primary and central to our development in lives that they often carry a different kind of heaviness as well. There is usually some baggage we haul around when it comes to our relationship with our parents because who they are and what they are dealing with in our formative years shapes us in significant ways. I'm not sure that there is any parent-child relationship that doesn't have some baggage connected to it at some point. The character and weight of that baggage and how we choose to carry or deal with it will impact our ability to live out this commandment, which God ties to our ability to live a long life in our own land. This is another one of those commandments that on the surface looks straightforward and simple. But when we are actually trying to live it out in our messy and complicated lives, it can get a bit trickier. This is also the only commandment that deals with particular and specific human relationships, instead of just blanket instructions about how we relate to other people in general, like the you shall not kill or you shall not steal that are coming for us in the weeks ahead. As we think about how we live this commandment out, we must do so in the particular. 
the particular relationships that exist or existed between us and our parents, whether they are still with us or not. Which makes this hard. So many of you and I have been living life together for long enough that I know some of the particulars of your relationships with your parents and what that has meant for you. I've watched many of you care for parents as they age. I've walked with some of you as you have lost your parents or as you carry the grief from years before. I have seen the way some parents' own brokenness has caused trauma, neglect, and abuse that is so destructive in people's lives. As I've been thinking about speaking a word to you on this commandment, I've been holding all of your stories in my heart and mind, wanting to speak a grace-filled and life-giving word with care, recognizing just how complicated that is because of how complicated these relationships can be, because they are some of the ones that we live so up close. And let's face it, y'all, we can be complicated people. For some who have been dishonored by their parents, whose lives were not treated with the sacredness and weight that they deserved as children, instead of honoring their parents, they have to honor themselves by setting boundaries that protect them from the hurt and harm their parents can do to them, especially if that parent's brokenness continues to go unhealed and, and causes harm. Those in this situation still need to deal with the baggage that has come from these relationships, but they do so primarily to honor themselves rather than to restore the relationships because until there is significant change on the parent's behalf, engaging more deeply in that relationship just isn't safe. <coughs> For the rest of us, our ability to deal honestly with the baggage we carry when it comes to our relationships with our parents will determine how free we are able to live this commandment well, which God clearly names will impact the quality of our lives. Some will lug that baggage around forever because it's scary to risk unpacking it for fear of what they will find in the suitcase and how confronting it together will change their relationship moving forward. There is real risk here. Not every parent is in a healthy enough place to do that work with you. And so for some, unpacking that suitcase on your own, often with a counselor or therapist, is going to be the best path toward healing. Reflecting on your own parent's story, try, trying to understand what shaped them, both their strengths and gifts and their weaknesses and limitations, can help you come to a place of forgiveness and healing for what is broken between you as you are able to see them clearly and have compassion for them. This can also be true if your parents have died, but there is still unresolved hurt in you. That baggage can still be unpacked, so you do not have to lug it around anymore. For those of, of you whose parents are still with you or in a mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy enough place to join you in this unpacking, while it can feel risky, it can be so incredibly healing to do that work together. To name what was hard, what hurt, to listen and to be listened to, to seek understanding with compassion and grace for one another. 
like any relationship, the more we can step into them with love and grace, the more we can show up honestly and fully, the more we give God's grace opportunity to flow and to carry us toward wholeness and the fullness of life. The, convert, the converse, of course, is also true. The more we bury and avoid, the more we ignore and just keep on pushing through, the more we block God's grace, the more worn down and damaged our relationships become. For those of us who are parents uh, with kids at home or older, we can initiate this work ourselves with our children because God knows only how many times I watch things play out in our house and think about how much fodder we are providing for future therapy for our girls. The more we as parents are honest about our brokenness and wounds within ourselves and, and we're honest about it with ourselves and with our kids, the more we can invite healing and wholeness into these relationships too. As a parent, I make mistakes all the time. And I also watch the ways my own baggage shows up in my relationship with my kids. The more I'm aware of my own stuff, the more I'm willing to be honest and real with my kids, the more opportunity there is for mistakes not to leave lasting marks on my curls for wounds to heal more quickly, for compassion and grace to flourish in those relationships as well. To deal with the baggage we carry when it comes to these central relationships in our lives is to honor them, to show how much weight our parents hold and how important the healthiest relationship that is possible means to us. When we deal with the baggage, it allows us to see our parents more clearly, to no longer let the hurt get in the way of us seeing the goodness that was or is there. When we deal with the baggage, when we don't have, when we don't have to lug it around anymore, we're free to be grateful, to honor the gifts we have been given by our parents, to see the ways they have shaped us for the good, and to continue to honor them by letting ourselves be shaped by their witness and wisdom. So my parents and I have done some of this hard and important and good and messy and beautiful work in the past year. First, it took me doing some work on my own Again, I can't recommend having a counselor or a therapist in your life at different seasons more than enough. And then when I was ready to invite them into it too. Y'all know my parents. Because they love and support me so much, they have driven an hour plus for worship practically every Sunday for 10 years now. Y'all know my parents. They are wonderful people. Incredibly wonderful people. But this world we live in is so messy and there is just so much brokenness. So even when we get to live it with wonderful people who are all doing the best that they can with what they have been given, the road can be hard. The road can take its toll on us and the relationships that are so important to us. Since I hauled out my proverbial suitcase, 
and started going through its contents with them. They have been so loving and gracious, so open and honest. And y'all, grace has flowed in powerful ways. And the love we share has deepened, and the bonds that hold us have strengthened. And life, life is all the more richer for it. What is so, so clear to me is that when we do this hard but important work in one generation, y'all, it cultivates really fertile soil for the ones to come after us. Honor your mother and father, God commands, so that your life will be long on the fertile land that the Lord, your God, is giving you. You know the particulars of these central relationships in your life better than I. The word I want you to hear from me today is that they matter deeply to your life. God gives us this commandment because seeking out how best to care for them, tend them, how to honor our fathers and mothers is so crucial to them and to us. If there is anything the Ten Commandments, these words of life teaches us, it is that the fullness of our lives is deeply tied to how we live out our relationships, our relationship with our God and with our neighbor. At the end of the day, at the end of our lives, the stuff we have acquired, the money we have made, the success we have achieved, y'all, it's going to matter little. What will matter is how we have loved and how we have let ourselves be loved. This pastor's hope and prayer for each of you, whatever the particulars of your personal story is, is this. May you love and owe. May you let yourselves be loved.